Okay. You're already laughing. What? What? Okay. Are we recording? Yeah, we're rec- of course we're recording. I got an email the other day from uh, from a friend's father, uh, who I won't mention on this podcast, but he reached out, he reached out to me um, about some different media production stuff because he remembered uh, a short film that we made in grade 10 called Warmth of the Dragon's Breath, which mm-hmm. you can find on YouTube if you look up Warmth of the Dragon's Breath, Warmth of the Dragon's Breath. It's ridiculous and stupid, and it's very bad quality because we made it in grade 10, yep. which is like eh, freaking like seven years ago. Um, yeah, wow. six years ago or something. I don't know. Something ridiculous. Probably like seven years ago. Who yeah. cares? Um, <laughs> but it's funny. But it, it was just weird that he mentioned it because he was like, he mentioned like a very specific scene from it, and and he said he was it was funny, and he yeah. was chuckling just thinking about it. I was like, this is wild that this film that we made is still kind of remembered. And it's bearing fruit. It's bearing fruit and gave me an opportunity, a networking opportunity. Like how ridiculous. Wow. Um. You know, the world's a village. The world's a village. No. I'm glad that that movie stuck. Do you remember the other movie that we made? Yeah, The Groove. In grade 10, right yeah, oh after yeah. it? Oh, yeah. The Groove, baby. That shit came together in a week. Because we made Warmth of the Dragon's Breath in like a week, and yeah. people freaking loved it. People lost their minds over Some it. Some might say a cult following. A cult following. It, is, it quickly established itself as a cult following. Our teacher was like, these guys are making great stuff. Yeah. And then we were like, how do we follow it up? And so we spent so long trying to think of a follow-up. It was like sequelitis. Yeah, and then we true. one day you were just at my house and we settled on doing a musical. <laughs> How were we going to do a musical, Dan? How it was like high school musical. Just... I would be the boy. You'd be the girl. The girl would be like, you know, like preppy and like want to like succeed. And the guy would be like a slacker. And then they get but... pushed together and have to like do a performance. But part of the premise, too, was that I'd be playing the woman. Yeah. And I, the only thing we did. To sell that I was a woman was put a wig on me. <laughs> such but a, I didn't change such, my voice. No, such a bad wig and a dress and a dress. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wore a dress, too. But that's it. There's no, there was no makeup. There was nothing. No. Yeah, no voice. Um, Not even eyeliner. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. You were wearing, I think, just your normal sneakers. Just a dress was. was over top. Anyway, it's so stupid. And, and this movie made me think of it because we're watching duets with Paul Giamatti. Yeah. And... It was just like that was just absolutely. I think it's on par quality level. Because with also the we didn't make our own music. Oh no, sorry. All we did was just find karaoke tracks of the songs that we wanted and record them in GarageBand. <laughs> yeah, not even with a microphone, off of just a computer mic. Is that right? I oh, believe we did. so. Yeah, we didn't have a mic. No. Anyway, it was it was back in the days before the podcast when we have mics now. Now yeah. we could now we could do it again and really get into it. We should. <laughs> the group the part group. two Redux <laughs> remix. <laughs> <laughs> the Groove Remix. Um, yeah, and people decidedly really did not like it. First of all, the movie no. was supposed to be like 10 minutes long for our capstone in the course or whatever, and uh, it was like 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, exactly. It was ridiculously long and boring. And boring, and we tried to do color correction on it. I tried to do <laughs> color grading on it, and it looks so bad. <laughs> it's so bad, and I think it's also online. You can search I made up the one groove. scene yellow. <laughs> I was just like this is a good creative choice. Do you remember what our teacher, Mr. Shinkar, said about it afterwards? I don't know if this is a masterpiece or complete garbage. He was really like, I've never seen somebody, and we were like, oh, it's garbage. Please don't, like, don't give it this. It's a masterpiece, right? Um, <laughs> I've never seen someone so in denial from like liking our second film so much. He was such a strong believer in it to oh, seeing this yeah. new piece of just steaming garbage and being like, it, it was fun. It, it, it had quirks to it. Though. It had quirks. There was a couple scenes that were funny. Um, there was once we did tiny dancer, which is like pretty ridiculous. 
there is like a ridiculous factor to it. Do you remember though? Yeah. Before we get into this podcast, do you remember when we were film? We filmed scenes in bathrooms, and do you remember when the janitor walked in on us? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because it was like you, me, our friend Ravi, and Eddie, yeah. and we were all in like the men's bathroom at and high I'm wearing school. the dress. And You're wearing the, a dress and a wig, and I we were filming not for our movie, but we were just fucking around. Like and I took off all my clothes. Yeah. I took off all my clothes. I got in my underwear and socks, and we were just like yelling in this bathroom <laughs> and filming just dumb stuff. And you were screaming like help. I, yeah. I was screaming, sorry. I was screaming, help. This guy's trying to get me. And like, you're just like, yelling, I'm going to get you. And um, then a janitor and, and you had me pinned against a wall in like the entrance to the bathroom. Uh-huh. And the janitor opened the door and looked at us and then closed the door and backed out. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Mr. Shinkar had a talking with us. He's like, you can't film in bathrooms. <laughs> you're not allowed I had to, to talk that. to the principal about this. You guys got reported. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It was really fun though. Yeah, I wouldn't change anything for the world. It was hilarious. I wouldn't watch that back door. It's horribly offensive. What? That little oh, short. Oh, that little short is not good. No. No. No, that no. hasn't aged well. No. <laughs> not even a little bit. We're not even going to talk about what it is. <laughs> nope. It has not aged well. Um, no. Yeah. It's okay. not, it's not, but yeah, we did a karaoke film. and um, I think it could be better than this one. That's not true. Okay, we'll talk about it in the episode. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Jamadi Jamadi Jamadi, your one-stop, fully academic encyclopedic source for all things Paul Giamatti. I'm your host Sam, and I'm your host Dan, and we are the podcast Paulcasters. Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, we are excited this week to be talking about duets. I'm not. You're not? No. Nope. Um, I, I, this is a movie that I watched and I just had to talk about immediately. Yeah? I just had to talk about it. You watched it a day ago. Yeah, but it, it's it's so... I know, it's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to unpack. It left me with so many questions that I can't wait to get into it with you. Um, but before we do that, um, anything Paul happen? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I just don't mean to throw you under the bus. Um, Nothing. He didn't do anything. No, I, not that I know of yet. No. Private I, Life, watch it on Netflix. Did you watch it? No. Oh, oh, yeah. Don't did watch you? it. No, of course not, because we're not there yet yeah, in the canon. I'm not doing that. I have wanted to. Me too. I've seen it. Because it looks it was, really good. It's everywhere right now. Um, it's, a hot, it's a hot Paul product. It's a hot Paul product. There is a, there is a IndieWire, I think, article of like uh, oh. 52 directors named their top movies of the year or something. Yeah. Um, and it was on there like twice from some different people, some honorable mentions and stuff that they, they liked it. So, uh, um, Catherine Hahn mm-hmm. and Jamadi and Jamadi and Lisa Kudrow. Oh boy. And Huey Lewis. Oh. Shut up. Really? <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> Paul but, and Huey, they've kept a good relationship going. <laughs> since the world's duet. a small place. Crazier things have happened. Hugh, hey, Huey, where's the news? How many times do you think Huey Lewis has gotten that in his life? How many times do you think paparazzi have taken pictures of him sitting on a park bench reading the news? And how many times do you think <laughs> Huey he did it? and the news? How many times do you think he did it just because he knew they would just take a picture? Because he, yeah. he has that kind of power. He should. He should do that. Honestly, Huey, if you're listening. <laughs> hey, Hugh Meister. Get out there and take a picture with the news is a funny pun. Um, anyway, oh, yeah. watch. Don't, I mean, don't watch Private Life. Well, we have been telling people but to do. But we've been telling people to watch it. We've been, well, well, we've been, been telling them to watch it at night. That's uh, what you're getting We've at. been telling people to watch it at night. Don't actually turn down the volume, turn down your screen brightness, but get those views up for Netflix yes. so they know to invest in more Paul Giamatti projects. Yes. Um, but don't watch it because we haven't 
We haven't watched it yet isn't, for the isn't podcast. Isn't it kind of interesting that they don't put out their ratings, like what people watch? Like, like, I think like the numbers be, and stuff? Like, it's like popular on Netflix. I would love a view count. Yeah, like YouTube? Yeah. Well, Netflix doesn't release any numbers for anything. That's what I'm saying. Uh, until they're it, good. Find it. And they're like, one billion people watch Bird Box. Yeah. And you're like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I know. There's no way to corroborate <laughs> this story. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, but before I get so mad about the intricacies of Netflix, oh my data, god, oh boy, wow. here I go again. Hubba, here I hubba, go again. Hubba, um, a media commentator over here. Do you want to get right into duets? Because I, I, I have a lot to say about this I'll movie. Just, I'll just get and right I think, into um, it, folks. Get and right I, into I, I think. I think I have some strong opinions. Did you know Huey Lewis is in this movie? I didn't know Huey Lewis is in this movie. Uh, Do you want to get into Paul and the Movies? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. Oh, wow. I love coffee. Dan, do you like coffee? I love coffee, Something else I like. What? Karaoke. I almost said karate. (laughs) Karate? Karate Karate-oki? Karate. Um, Okay, so this movie is ridiculous. It's about karaoke. Um, I had never heard of this movie before for good reason because it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul plays a main character in it, of course. Well, it's um, an ensemble cast. It's an ensemble cast. Do you want to kind of briefly talk about the description for this movie? I wrote this description. Do you want me to read your that description? I, that I think helps explain the movie. All right. Meet Huey Lewis minus the news. He tricks people into thinking he's not good at karaoke, but is actually really good at karaoke. Meet Gwyneth Paltrow, his daughter he never knew he had, who also sings. What a situation. It was. Paul Giamatti. He's always busy with work, and his family does not love him. Meet Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He kills a truck driver and has escaped prison. Oh, there's more. Meet a taxi driver and another lady who likes karaoke. All these people love karaoke and singing, and karaoke heals their brokenness. That's it. So this movie is an ensemble movie with, with a cast that has Gwyneth Paltrow, Huey Lewis, Our Paul Giamatti, Paul. Andre Bronger, Maria Bello. I don't know who else, man. <laughs> oh, Maria Bello plays the woman who I don't know who she is. Yeah. Um, and, and also, she didn't age well, did she? She huh? got some hard wrinkles in her face now. Who, Gwyneth? Or? Maria Bello. I don't know who. I haven't seen her recently. Oh, she's in that movie. You remember? No. Me too. Uh, so. Me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so yeah, this movie revolves around the idea of karaoke competitions, which is a ridiculous premise for any sort of movie. And they get paid. And they get paid to win these competitions. Sam, I need to start breaking it down for you because I don't fucking get this movie. Okay. Okay. So it's a circuit of karaoke competitions. That's all you need to understand. I don't. That's all your stupid white boy brain needs to understand. No, 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 Sam. There's so much I don't understand about this movie, and it's not because I'm dumb. First of all, I don't think this movie understands how karaoke works. What do you mean? I I don't think anybody is as passionate about karaoke as these people are. I don't think that audiences care as much about karaoke as this as this movie posits. Right. Even at a competition. Ooh, you're putting some big words there, boy. I don't think I don't think karaoke can sustain like a an like an interstate feeding like a feeder competition i think it could how does that competition even work Here's is something i want to talk about i don't understand how yeah. there is a prolific idea of con men doing karaoke i don't understand how everybody doesn't know about karaoke but also everybody knows about karaoke the like audiences are raving for karaoke the audiences are huge and like roarous you never Whereas, heard about the organized crime of no karaoke? but at the same time every every main character in this movie is like What's karaoke? 
And I you're know, like, how can the world love karaoke? I'm sorry, I'm getting really carried away. How can the world love karaoke and Paul Giamatti live in this world where karaoke is huge and like... And do you hate performance art? Like, is that what you're saying? I don't fucking get it, bro. <laughs> I don't understand. There should have been some regionals. Like, I've seen Glee. I know how this shit works. I, yes, I love okay. Glee. I know how singing competitions work. You go to regionals, Preach you go to it. provincials, yeah. then you go to the nationals. Yes. Okay? And that's how it works. And that's, that's how, how every, it works. All singing competitions work. That's not what they did. You win this competition, you go to Omaha. What does that mean? I don't know. And you're competing for five. Okay. So these people are like career. Also, Omaha is the central place for all karaoke competitions. This so, is the big okay, competition. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. So and they're only going to win $5,000. $5,000. Okay. And these That's people are career karaokeists. <laughs> I don't know if they're careers, but. I don't know. But they like, see, they're dead. They do the circuit, man. And I don't yeah. get it. How can. Also, this car- this contest can't run all the time. So when, the, like, the guy <laughs> at the beginning's like, it supplements my income. I was like, How? How Did somebody this, say that? Yes, the first guy in like the red jacket is like, you know what? Oh, I, I have douche. my day job, yeah. but like this, like is a, like I make a lot of money for karaoke. I was like, how many contests can these places fucking run? Also, these contests by the end, like in the middle of the movie, I was like, how does it work? Right? Are there judges? Right. Because it's like they feed into like a real comp, like the end competition in Omaha. Yeah. Are there judges? Doesn't no. Seem to be. There are none. I think it's by audience audience reaction, and which reaction. you find out because I was waiting the whole movie, and then I was like, "Well, maybe in the with compi- bated breath." <laughs> Honestly, I was looking for the rules because at the end in the competition, I was like, "How do they decide?" Mm-hmm. And it's by audience reaction. Yeah. What the fuck is like that? You can't give away well, five thousand dollars based on, like. It's a meritocracy. But these audience members are dumb. They love every single song. They go freaking nuts for every karaoke artist who walks on stage. Hey, don't you? Okay, hold on. I want to s- share this first clip first before we get really carried away. Oh, okay. Um, this Carry the way. Karaoke the way. This is the guy. Oh, the movie opens with Hu- Huey Lewis talking to a karaoke guy who loves karaoke. A douche karaoke guy. He has a red a douche, sparkly yeah, he's shirt. A douchey, he's a douchebag karaoke boy. And he does that like, douche smile at the end after he sings. He's like, yeah. You he's know, like, I know I did it. I know it. I'm good. I know I did it. And, uh, yeah, and so he – and, and uh, Huey Lewis is about to con him. But at first uh, – Huey Lewis. Uh, What's this karaoke him, thing? He asked him about karaoke, and this is this is what he says. Ready? What do they call it anyway? Karateoke? <laughs> no, it, that's karaoke. It's a way of life. Which I think perfectly sums line. up this whole fucking movie. How yeah. is karaoke? This movie is maddening. How is karaoke a way of life? I don't understand it either. This movie is based on the idea that broken people, like, okay, so this movie makes an extreme jump. So it sets up all these people who have broken lives and problems at home or with work or whatever, right? Yep. They're always on the they're on the run from the law. They're on the run from their family. They're on like they have falling out with like society and the world or whatever, right? Yep. Relationships. They're following their dad. They're following out relationships. Yeah. Um. The one guy's like wife cheats on him, which we will get into because that also made me mad. Hold on. Follow me here. Okay. All these people are broken and are like disenfranchised with with the idea of the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dis disenchanted with the idea of the world. Other words for broken. And the movie takes that premise and goes and, and and you would ask yourself, well, how do these people find refuge? How how do these people find refuge? How do they feel how do the, how does their journey in the movie end up with them fixed? Yeah. And this movie just takes that and just throws in one box in the middle that says karaoke, karaoke. question mark. This movie posits that karaoke is like some sort of powerful thing. That by can, the end, that, we're that realizing that it is people. that it is powerful. 
But this is crazy because this movie is not a comedy. I mean, there's elements it's, of funny, but it's like it's not an out like no. the, the idea. Of and that's the problem with it. Totally. Because the idea of karaoke being a life changing healing force is, is not an element of comedy in the movie. No. There's like situations and funny interactions with the characters that is like comedy. Yeah. But the most ridiculous idea that the movie is centrally like based on is not funny. It's no. like it's not played for laughs. No, and it's not played as as it should be believable enough either. No. It's like half-hearted that karaoke is a way of life. Apparently this movie made me really mad. Um I do, guess so, huh? Do you want to talk a little bit about Paul in the movie? Let's yeah. like set up his character cuz Paul has a big journey he goes on in this movie. I call him the second lead. I call him the second lead as well. Who oh, the first lead would be Huey Lewis, would you Huey say? Huey Lewis, yeah. I actually think Paul might be the first lead. I think he has more screen time. By the end of it, he's the first lead. He's he's put up as the You're second You're right, lead, but though. Huey Lewis starts the movie. Huey Lewis starts the movie. Anyway, let's let's forget about the other let's forget about the other characters for a second because there's so many different ones. Let's track Paul Giamatti because I okay. think that would be interesting to do. So his character's and name I is have Paul, most of his Todd clips. Woods. Todd Woods. Yeah. And he's a traveling salesman and he's going through a midlife crisis. And yeah. he decides after so you get what is it? He he fucks up on one of his travel dates, messes up, goes to the wrong city. So the most interesting thing about Paul is that he's been flying around the country all for like the past eighteen, 18 months. Eighteen months is what he said. He's been flying and around. That's fucking ridiculous. That's is he crazy. A, is he like has been sent off to war? Like there's no reason you can't come home. No, and also okay, so he's doing this to set up um to set up a amusement park in South Carolina. Yeah, that's what it seems. Yeah. For eighteen months. Where is he flying all around to? I don't know. That's my first question. Second question. Actually, let's play a clip. So this is how we're introduced to Paul. So so we see him at this meeting. He's handing out pamphlets. And then it turns out, uh, or actually, let's just play this clip. And whoopsie. Our development guys love the growth rate in this area. And the uh, marketing people are incredibly pumped about labor costs, real estate, all the potential spinoffs into the ancillary service areas. Is that mine? You betcha. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you betcha. You betcha. Um, so he's this guy, and then so he's like a businessy guy, um, and then he ends up realizing that he might not be where he thinks he is. <laughs> Does anybody know where the Everglades Conference Suite is? Everglades? This is Houston. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. I thought I was in Orlando. Whoa. What? How does that happen? It doesn't happen. I don't think like. This movie is written by somebody who is not a human. This movie, like, no. none of these interactions between people, none of these, like, it, this feels like a movie that was written by an AI bot on Twitter. I really think, like, like the guy that wrote this sat down with somebody that liked karaoke a lot, and he's yeah. like, I got it. This is a movie. Honestly, like, this is it. It's he so talked to one person that travels around doing karaoke competitions, and he's like, this is, this should be somebody's life. This yeah. should be a bunch of people's lives. But there's only one person in the world who probably does that. Him. And the guy that he met at the bar. Oh, man. This movie just makes me mad. Um, so Paul Giamatti comes from this broken home. Um, he, his own ho- his family home is broken. His family home is broken. He has a son who likes to play VR. In the year 2000. Which is like, yeah, it's like, it's that like means 2000 that VR. making money. Yeah. Uh, hey, Carson. Home, son. Missed ya. He's just shooting people in VR. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Hi, Carson. I'm home, son. Also, it says v- VFX Fusion on his headset. I have all these Paul clips to set up his character because his character is so... I don't know. I really, I don't really like his character either. I don't like any of this movie. This movie made me mad. I kinda, If anything, I thought Paul was the best character. Okay. What do um, you think? I don't even know if that's true. Like, I think it is. 
What Huey's like, better character? I like I liked uh, the convict. You oh 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 yeah okay he actually is but he he hangs around with Paul yeah um I have a couple more clips that set up Paul's character if we just want to dive into this a little bit so this is his first interaction with his wife he gets home and then he has this interaction um with his wife I thought I was in Florida and I was in Texas I love those comedy strings in the background uh can you imagine that now I come home and my own kids can't even say hello to me. Geez, wouldn't it be nice if once when I come home, someone says hello to me? Sure. <sighs> yeah, his wife really doesn't seem to like him, huh? No, hates him. It's it's really, and then by the the end of the movie, they kind of make up, and I'm they like, do. They I'm like, up. they should be divorced. There is this is a loveless marriage. Oh, she yeah. obviously he's been away for so long, and she doesn't even like want to see him or can't look up from her computer screen and be like, "Oh, he's home!" Like give him a freaking no, hug. She doesn't even try. I I totally understand why Paul Giamatti runs away from his family and yeah. wants to kill himself. I get it, which is also a weird beat for a karaoke movie. I'm gonna go get a pack of cigarettes. That's how he sets it all up. I'm gonna go get a pack of cigarettes. Um. I'm getting a pack of cigarettes. I'm in New Mexico. <laughs> he is. Oh my god. He's a lunatic. He turns into. A he lunatic. turns into a real lunatic. He's like, but but he's it like allows chaotic crazy, good. Yes, you know? and it allows crazy Paul to to reveal itself because Paul yeah. lo- like Paul can play a deranged man. Like this is perfect for Paul because his life is just getting out of his hands. But this allows him to really go further and be like completely spiraling out of control paul yeah which brings the best of yelling the best of crazy eyes paul it like kind of brings some of our favorite elements of paul to the forefront which Mm -hmm. is like a redeeming quality in the movie i Mm -hmm. would say um so this clip is called paul kills turtles and this is him explaining what he's been doing for the 18 months and uh this comes up over and over in the movie so i think it's important to lay the groundwork right now wonderful i racked up over two hundred thousand frequent flyer miles jamming a bogus Pirates of the Caribbean Village down some zoning board's throat in Shell Island, South Carolina. Took one of the last remaining pristine beaches on the eastern seaboard, and I turned it into Toonville with fast food. <laughs> Not to mention the turtles. This is where it gets good. Yeah. Goddamn Shell Island sea turtles. Oldest living amphibians in North America. Turtles not amphibians. But now extinct. Thanks to me. Why? Because we needed their breeding grounds for a water slide. So Paul's character killed a bunch of turtles. He killed their habitat. He didn't directly kill them. He he destroyed their breeding grounds for a water slide. Yeah, he killed a species, yeah. He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy, and he's but he's heart hurt by it. But he's hurt by it. He didn't like that he had to do that. Nah. But um, he did it for corporate America. Man, this movie feels exhausting to me. It feels truly exhausting. exhausting. I don't think it's exhausting. I think this is how this this reminds me of how I felt after Cradle Will Rock. I feel at yeah. a loss. Like there's so it, it, it's like I'm exasperated. I I don't feel the same way. Okay, let's. I thought it was kind of fun. <laughs> no way, really. I thought like I don't. I'm not saying it's good. You found it kind of fun. Kind of fun. I found it so frustrating. Frustrating? I found it incredibly frustrating. You might have to take the lead on this next part. So Paul goes to a karaoke bar then. Okay. And he he walks into this bar. He he drives away from his family looking for cigarettes. And um which is so, such a stupid premise. He just walks away from his family to go get a pack of cigarettes. It, obviously that's not what he's doing, but 
It's stupid. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't find it as frustrating. I thought it was kind of fun. Okay. Well, Paul goes to this karaoke but bar. But most of his, these characters are idiots. Yeah. He walks in. He hears this girl singing Pat Benatar. And he loses, He has this look in his eye where he's like, I found my new thing. Yeah. And then he talks to her and immediately does drugs from this stranger. Anyway, I have a clip of this. I, I have a clip. I have clipped most of Paul's journey because I don't get it. Here he is going to a karaoke bar and talking to this woman. Yeah. And at this point, he's just starry-eyed. He's like, karaoke? This is what I'm doing the rest Actually, of my life. I don't think he knows what karaoke is yet. I think he's about to ask her what is karaoke. Does he ask her? I, maybe. Yeah, hold on, hold on. He's just I wouldn't put it past it. You did good out there. Great singer. Oh, I karaoke's my life. Oh. What is karaoke? <laughs> oh God, he actually died. Where you been, Mister? <laughs> so I don't get why. Like, so why does nobody know about karaoke? In this no, no, no. Movie? But everybody knows about it because these venues, like this country bar off the side of a hotel. In this, this is this bar here is a country bar off the side of a hotel. Oh, for you're sh- you're sure on that? I'm sure you're, on this. Okay, I, I made notes of this. <laughs> okay. This bar is off of a hotel that Paul went up to. It's a country bar. Okay. Yeah. It is packed with people who, at the sound of somebody picking up a mic for karaoke, lose their goddamn minds. They are standing up. They, they are it, clapping. Man. They are losing their minds, which makes me feel like in this universe, karaoke's everybody loves karaoke. Karaoke's big, right? There's competitions. People are traveling around doing karaoke competitions. Yeah. Every karaoke bar I've ever been to, nobody's paying attention to karaoke. Karaoke is for the people doing karaoke. Yeah. And it is background noise to everyone else. In this movie, it is the lifeblood that people need to survive. Like, Like, it is what gives people life. Yeah. It is bigger than any rock concert I've seen in a movie. You get to be a star for three minutes. I don't get it. And then Paul comes in. Off the street, yeah. and he's like, "Well, what's karaoke?" And I'm like, first of all, I don't think the audience needs that question. We know what karaoke is. We've been watching it for the past twenty minutes, Paul. <laughs> Second of all, obviously, everybody in this place knows what karaoke is because people are losing their fucking minds. I don't know why you're so angry at this movie. Uh, it is ridiculous. But you got some anger, boy. I have some anger. Paul kisses this girl, and he makes some funny sounds, so I clipped it. Okay. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Is that how he starts to go? That's karaoke. Is this the clip that you wanted to actually? Yeah, these are these are the sounds of him kissing. You can do it. Okay, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Because he needs a kiss to get him feeling ready for karaoke. Yeah, I get it. He well, I think he I think she courage. gives him drugs, and then he's she like, they're not kicking for... in yet, and then they kiss, and then she goes. I really am wondering what that sound is now. So that sound sounds like a dog. You can do it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what the hell? 
Uh, who the fuck knows? <clears throat> anyway, uh, do you want to hear some of Paul doing karaoke? We have the clip here, of course. We've heard it many times. Or do you want to say some of the karaoke's for the end? We can critique some of the karaoke. I like that. Okay, that okay. Sounds better. So moving on, Paul ends up. Actually, now we need to talk about another character in the movie, Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, is who, in this movie. Who's a hitchhiker, an escaped convict. He escapes from prison, and we don't see that happen. No, no, no. We no. catch him in a truck. In a truck. Yes. And he's you know on the road. And they have a nice little conversation. Yeah. And then he sticks them up when they get to the truck stop. And they have this great interaction. And we, I think this interaction really sets up all we need to know about this convict. You okay. ready? Okay. The money or your life? Get the fuck out. I apologize. I do. It's just that the only skill I have is singing. Huh. Learn a trade. Ridiculous. Why is he <laughs> saying that to a man he's about to kill? Well, because he can't do anything else. He has to sing. The only skill I have is singing. Singing. Learn your trade. What is it? This. Yeah, and then crime. cut away, right? Crime. crime. Crime is his trade. I just want to eye roll my whole face. <laughs> um. Then Paul picks up. I want to eye roll my whole face. Paul picks up Captain Holt, and uh, this is what happens. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm there. Where are you going? High on drugs. Oh, oh yeah, he's, and it now has an earring. Care? He has an earring oh, now. We took a break from Paul post. Yeah, his so we see him shining star you look as funky. karaoke. Are you a cop? Yeah. No. Okay, then shit or get off the pot. He's really changed. Classic Paul. Um, but he's he's clearly drunk on drugs. Um, also, the other interesting thing is I thought this could have been so so. He picks up. So we saw Captain Holt last sticking up that man in some sort of truck in like a in a truck gas stop. station truck, truck stop, stop type thing. Next, we see Paul in, like, the Midwest, like, canyons all around him. Okay? Assumedly New Mexico. New Mexico. Captain Holt is in the middle of absolute nowhere. Yeah, there's nothing around. <laughs> because we see these aerial shots of Paul driving through New Mexico, and it is, like, Grand Canyon level of just, like, nothing around, uh-huh. okay? And then Cap- then he stops and pulls over, and Captain Holt's in the middle of there. He has to be hours away from anything else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, which t- <laughs> Okay. And if it makes any sense, he definitely killed that trucker guy. For sure. And if he killed him... He stole that truck. What happened to the truck? Yeah. There's so many questions. Then Paul does give this really funny line that I really liked. I'm flying on freedom. <laughs> Whoa. He makes Hold such a up. weird noise. What I is that? That sounds like a Jurassic Park dinosaur. Uh. I'm flying on freedom. <laughs> Velociraptors. <laughs> they come like at a night. dinosaur. What the fuck? Um, okay. So Fun. That's great. Oh, they tried to make him like this wise fool, and it didn't work out. So Paul's yeah, because Paul's always ranting about like the world and the stuff. World, the American dream constantly. I have a couple more clips about turtles. America's turtles- just one giant strip mall. Oh my god. I feel so dead from this movie. Um, there is, there is. He brings up turtles a couple more times that I've clipped. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to get through some of these more heavy clips about Paul. Sure. Uh, then we can kind of talk about Paul and maybe some other elements of the movie because I swear to God, there's an incest plot line that we have not. Oh yeah, talked no, about. we gotta talk about that. Um, <laughs> a little tease for coming up later on the Jamadi <laughs> podcast. Uh, this is called Paul Cares. You sing like an angel, and you don't even know how to drive a car. That is what is wrong with the entire culture, Reggie. 
It's why I, me personally, why I destroyed the breeding ground for an entire race of turtles, all in the name of a water slide, Reggie! Like, what? <laughs> and then he brings up turtles again in the finale. Todd, what is going on? I am getting really confused here, and I don't get it, because I asked you- I say we take the country back oh. from the McDonald's and the Pizza Huts and the Wendy's. Never mind, that wasn't turtles. The other clip was the turtles. I had them backwards. But still. Still. So it sets a scene how he's fucking insane. Oh, he's just that was the one. That part was when he pulls out the gun on his wife. Oh, yeah, because he's been holding up places and shooting at people. He's yeah. Oh, also, is Paul a murderer? Oh, we don't so know. So there's the question. So there's Please. a part where they go to a gas station. Yeah. And Paul starts filling up his gas and then walks away. Yeah. By the way, because he's high. He's high and he's drunk. And then he decides he puts on a he's walking around. He knocks over some Pringles cans. The store clerk gets angry with him. Yeah. And he decides to put on a balaclava mm -hmm. and hold a gun to him. And he tries to shoot him. He tries to shoot him. And then, then there's a gunfight. Then, uh, what's his name? Ca we'll call him Captain Holt. Captain Holt. So Captain Holt comes in, Reggie. Yeah, because he notices me. something's wrong and he's like, uh-oh. I got to go in there. His spidey sense is He goes in. Paul's holding up the star clerk. And he's like, "Put, give me the gun. He's like, no. Yeah. And then they have a brawl. And then, but there's a part that they, hijinks ensue. Yeah. They're, Paul's having a laugh, having a goof, having a gaff. And then we cut away, but we're still looking at the the gun, the gun store, yeah. the gas stop, mm -hmm. and we hear three shots fire, and then we cut to them in the car looking down. Somber, prodded. yeah. Somber. Did they kill him? I think they killed him. Well, I think Paul killed him. But then they don't say anything. No, but I think it's implied, because at the end, all I the cops like come for Paul, or not for Paul. But, but they the, don't come for Paul. That's another thing. No, they went on a nationwide crime spree, it seems like. like yeah, but I think, I think the idea is that it seems like the convict held up, because he held up the, the trucker that he, like, he kidnapped Paul. But it would have been, anyways, all I'm saying is Sorry, that, are you trying to look for logic in this shithole movie? Yeah, all I'm saying is that, if they, so by the end, they do cat, they catch the guy. Spoilers alert. Okay, spoiler. Let's get into the ending. So Paul. So Paul. Uh, they get to Omaha. They get to Omaha. His wife gets there and asks this question. Are you gay, Todd? Um, and then. Is that what's happening? No, it's not. No, what's Mrs. Woods, we're not gay. <laughs> we're just criminals. <laughs> um, and then the big karaoke competition happens at the end, right? All the people are around. People yeah. are singing shitty versions of songs. Yeah. Um, and. Actually, they're really good. They're I, good. I like. I enjoyed it. I was going to correct you on that. Betty Davis eyes by Gwyneth Paltrow. It's mm. actually that's really good. Yeah. Um, Sixteen-year-old Gwyneth Paltrow. But Captain Holt gets up on stage and starts singing a beautiful rendition of Freebird, which I thought was kind of powerful. Acapella. Acapella. Nonetheless, I'll be free as a bird now. It was great. It was beautiful. But a man you cannot change. And the cops are in the back. Oh, oh, oh. And they're like all filing in around like a huge array of cops. But they're listening. Oh. They're enjoying. And they're probably tears are probably running down their faces. Damn, it's I powerful. Hope. Hope. Anyway, and then and then uh Captain Holt wants to make sure Paul Giamatti's life is still okay and he knows he's a criminal, but both of them are bonded. So he pulls out a gun, mm -hmm. shoots at something. What looks to be a cop. What looks to be a cop or like up in the air or something. And all the cops pull out their guns. And, and boom, boom. And boom, boom. Shoot him. They shoot him. On the karaoke stage. Another black man dead. <laughs> Fuck off. I know. It's crazy. But it is ridiculous. Like this guy's sacrifice. This convict who just killed a trucker is like. And they should have arrested Paul. Is It doesn't make any sense. It like is like 
first of yeah, is like, oh, I don't know. Like, sacrifices himself for Paul Giamatti? For his life, for the sake of him going back to his normal life, I guess. That's the idea. Yeah. He did. He was a sacrifice. And then at the end, Paul sits there and sings a version of the song that they duetted together. Yeah, which his wife has no idea about. Which no, because she's just which, sitting and, beside him. But she like is like, oh, that's lovely. Well, it's uh, try some tenderness. Yeah, try a little tenderness. And then he, like, they're sitting there. She's like, you must have cared for him a lot, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did. And then he starts singing Sing try a little he tenderness. He sings a little bit of the song. But then he's like, it's not even like he says this is for him. No, no, nothing. no. It, so it just looks like he's upset about his dead friend, and he starts singing try a little tenderness <laughs> to his wife. <laughs> Which is crazy. But she's like, oh, my God, that's so nice. And then I think the she end. should maintain her level of scaredness around Paul. Yeah, that's terrifying. Because he is clearly manic. Like, he is... Insane. He's wearing a hoop with a cross on it. Yeah. But only in one ear. There is a shot of him painting his na- nails in a towel. His toenails. His toenails. <laughs> and then his wife opens the door and sees him. And what he's are like, you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, it's okay. Okay. Okay, Sam. Okay. Okay. What else I just do you need to, to say, I need, What do you need I to get, need to get I need to get a little that Gwyneth Paltrow. I can't oh tell. God. I can't tell if she's thirty or thirteen in this movie. Okay, you want to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow next? Yeah, I do. So Gwyneth Paltrow is the daughter of Huey Lewis. So, um, unbeknownst to him, unbeknownst to him. So first of all, Huey Lewis uh, kills a, it. Kills it. He's a con man who does karaoke. Karaoke con man, which apparently exists in this movie because there's a scene later on in the movie where he he does this thing where he's like pretends to not know what karaoke is. Yeah, Some cool. cocky bastard is like, "I'll bet you you can't like I'll do better than you or whatever." He goes up. Absolutely kills it because he's Huey Lewis mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, wins money. Um, however, in a scene later in the movie, he does it. And like the manager of somebody who does karaoke, which also doesn't make sense to me. How does a karaoke no, a man thing. have a manager? It's not a thing. That doesn't make sense. No. Um, even in this world. <laughs> even ma- Huey calls it out. The contest is worth. He laughs the, at him. The contest they're in that night is worth $100. Is that what it said? I believe so. $100. And he has a manager. But then he put $1,000 on the table. Okay. So then he goes up and he starts performing, and he has a CD and a song. He puts it in, and it slaps, right? Oh, yeah. He starts singing, and the manager comes up, and he's like, you're a con man. You, you're, you're, you're a hustler. Yeah. Punches him. I think – which, which – oh, so, okay. So that makes and me And they think, bottle clap him. They bottle clap him. <laughs> you ever seen somebody get bottle clapped over karaoke before? It's fucking crazy. Yeah. High stakes. But this makes me think that there are other karaoke hustlers. Like, he's not alone because they, ob- they identify him so quickly. They're like, oh, he's a karaoke hustler. Right, right. I never thought. And about they that. say that they're they're like, "Oh, you're a hustler." Yeah. And I, I was like, "So this manager has encountered other hustlers in the karaoke industry." He's not just good at karaoke. He's a karaoke hustler. Like, what the fuck is that? Okay, hold on. So here is um, our first clip of of the dad meeting Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. Um, they meet over Gwyneth Paltrow's mom dies, who is Daddy Boned. Um, oh, and also the dad is basically a superstar because our first interaction introduction to him is he's like killing on karaoke, and then we have a smash cut to a woman riding his hard cock. Yeah, not on screen. Well, I mean, you, if you but heard a man sing karaoke like that, anyway, and she's finishing singing singing the song while riding him, and I'm like, is he? Oh, is so, that right? <laughs> is this woman so fucking wet for karaoke that she'll just sleep with Huey Lewis? I would. Okay, so he meets Gwen- <laughs> he meets Gwyneth Paltrow over the, this dead body, and this is what happens. You must have really loved her. <sighs> yeah. I didn't want her to get an aneurysm. Of course she didn't want her to get an aneurysm. Yeah, I thought that, that was a weird line. What that a weird... A real weird line. Gwyneth Paltrow in the movie is very weird. 
She looks like an adult woman. She acts like she's 13 years old. Yeah. She kind of dresses like she's 13 and years she old. She wears butterfly clips in her hair. Which can we just talk? Do you and she's standing like a little kid. Like there's one moment where she's like unsure with her little feet, and she's like, "I don't know, Dad." Like, can yeah, I she's acting very, very kid like. Yeah, and it's weird because the dad ha- gives off the Huey Lewis gives off these vibes. He's like he's about to fuck her. He's so like incestual predator on this girl. I mean, but it's Gwen. It's Paltrow. That's the thing. You can't escape that she's Gwyneth Paltrow. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. So there's this uh, there is a scene. Oh, 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 hold on. So before we get into that, here's a clip. I'm just going through the clips with each storyline um, mm-hmm. because I don't know a better way to do it. Good. So uh, this is uh, the grandmother talking about how we how he was on the road all the time. I travel pretty much all the time. Mm. The gypsy life. Mm. I love it. <laughs> I lived it myself when I was a chorus girl. She actually was a chorus girl. She was a chorus girl. Actually, That's trivia is that she... Angie Dickinson. Oh, my God. She sang with Frank Sinatra in oh real life. Oh, my Lord. Whoa. Um, so, anyway, um, let's see. What else do we got from them? Um, oh, so they have this interaction where she wants to watch him sing karaoke because she is his daughter and wants to connect with him. Yeah. He's wearing a towel in this whole scene, um, and she's wearing these butterfly clips, and it's weirdly sexual. And he goes, she goes to hug him, and he's not I'm like... I got weird feelings about you. I got to push away. I don't get the subtext. It's really weird. Because they could have played it just as a daddy reconnecting with his with his daughter. Yeah. But they but it's it I for I don't know exactly. I can't put my finger on what exactly is weird about it. I th- it they think just it, have sexual tension. Their chemistry is sexual. And it and it's, it's gross. gross. It's gross. Anyway, here is him saying that he, she won't understand what he does, which is again, sing karaoke. Which is understandable you know by most so people. You know why I think it's yeah, weird? Please, it's because she, he's just acting uncomfortable, but it comes off like he's uncomfortable because he wants to bang her and he doesn't like that feeling. Yeah. That's how it comes off. And it's gross. Really? It's gross the whole movie. Don't yeah. you think so? She even has the line. She says to him, I know why you don't like me because you're uncomfortable around me. Oh, yeah. And I thought, I'm like, this is so weird. Well, I kind of thought they were going to fuck. So did I. I thought, like, I was I like, I thought the movie was going there. That, like, no, I lied to you. I'm not your daughter. Let's do it. Let's bone. Let's sing a duet. Okay, together. here's this clip about how she won't understand what he does, which, again, is karaoke, and it, everybody everybody gets it. Yep. Can I watch you work? No. Hold on. Is this song from Sabrina? <laughs> the music is so sexy. Can I watch like in you? in the scene, you mean? Yes. Like, yeah. it's, like, very sensual. Mm-hmm. She goes... Can I watch you work? Yep. Which sounds sexy. Okay, hold on. Sorry. Here we go again. We're going to try it again and try and get past some of this insect subtext. Say that fast. Say say that fast. Insect subtext. I can't. I can't. Say it at home. Ready? Dora Dora the Explorer Fucking good to do it, I bet. Okay, here we go. Can I watch you work? No. Why? Because you wouldn't understand. What? How would you know that? I just know. You wouldn't understand. Understand that you sing karaoke for a hundred dollars a night. (laughs) His process. My God. Um. Anyway, then they end up they end up performing together, and it's nice. Um. But they they perform a song about one night stands or right. No. um, What's it called? There's a line of one night stand, and I forget what song they play. They sing a song together at the end that's emotional, and, and he Omaha. invites her up in Omaha at the end, right? And he's like, I need to do it myself, but then he invites her up, and they sing together. It's nice. Yeah. However, the song is about – the song is a sexual song about wanting to spend more than one night together. Yeah. 
it's the song. The song's the song is sexual. Not even subtext. The text of the song is, it is about sexual. It's wanting, about love it's and about, loving them for more than one night. It's like yeah. I don't want a one night stand with you. I want to love. You. I want this to be a long term thing. Yeah. And I guess in a way, that's nice because they're just getting to know each other, and this is their time together. And it's like I want you in my life for longer. Yeah. But. But with the whole subtext leading up to it that he wants to fuck her and she's like doing this little girl thing to get him to fuck her. It's not a cool song to pick. It was even weirder. It was such a weird like uh, 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 nail to hit on the head, like the, the head of that coffin. Yeah. To be like, I don't know. I think they're going to fuck. I think that I think later after this movie finished, they fucked. <laughs> oh, Guaranteed Gwyneth Paltrow banged Huey Lewis. There's no way. Yeah. Okay. That's why they're looking at each other like that. They have to have had a relationship, right? Huey couldn't divorce that that's his daughter. He can't. He has to pretend that it's his daughter, not Gwyneth Paltrow. The beautiful Gwyneth Paltrow. There's one other plot. Also, her dad directed this. Mm, Yeah. And how uncomfortable did it make him that Huey Lewis was giving his daughter fuck me eyes? I have, no, I, I have no idea. Probably very comfortable. Probably gross. That's why this is their only project. Because he probably was like, with. that's not in the script. That's not how I want to direct Huey, this. Why are you guys down. Why, down, why are you guys giving me <laughs> fuck me eyes? <laughs> um, anyway, there's one more plot line in this movie. And I want to get through this quickly so we can talk some, about some of the duets. Because we've been talking about this forever. And I'm this movie makes me mad. Frankly, I'm done. Frankly, I'm done. Um, there's another plot line of this guy who is like a young guy who wants to... Who who comes home to his girlfriend or or wife or something, and she's having she's having affairs. A classic scene where he comes in and he starts talking to her, mm-hmm. and then we find out. Then the guy walks out and he's like, "Whoa, you know, and you weren't supposed to see this." Yeah, that guy's character is stupid. I his character is like, "I'm a good guy. I'm too good." <clears throat> okay, but what I don't like, he was first of all boring. I didn't care about their That's plot what I'm line. Saying like he didn't have anything to him, but. When he walked into the house, there was a very interesting newscast that they chose to play that I thought was pretty ridiculous. Uh, please take a hearing at this. It's not often we can show you tape of a police chase that goes through two countries. <laughs> Our Sabila Vargas has it. Like, so that's just like added in audio for them. Like, as just like in the atmosphere when he enters the house. <laughs> and I was like, what a, what a specific thing. I and thought I, they were going to mention it too, actually. And I thought that might have been when I rewatched it to clip it. I was like, "Oh, maybe that's the convict escaping." That's what I thought. But he's from an American jail because they recognize his shoes. Anyway, I don't understand. There is logic. I don't understand why they chose that. I think that is just so ridiculous. A car chase that goes through two countries. I was like, "What?" It doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, correct. Moving on. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, oh. So Anyways, basically, his wife is cheating on him. His wife is cheating his on partner. him. Partner. His partner in the taxi company where they only own one taxi and they oh, split it. I didn't understand that. But the other That's thing. That's what it was. That's why he wanted him to bring the taxi back. Okay. Okay. When, okay. When he runs away. I get it now. My problem with this scene is that that character, the boyfriend, is a very attractive young man. He is. Yeah. He is a very like he is. He looks like like a heartthrob. He is like a heartthrob cast in the Muscular, movie. Muscular, nice hair. He looks kind of like a Paul Walker even type. You know? I thought like that he, he was Paul Walker. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, and the guy she's cheating on him with is at least twenty five years older than him. He he is bald. Like he has the he has like the hair chunky. where it's like he's chunky, and it just didn't make sense because like usually they end up like cheating on like. Like it's like a friend like or way like way prettier, like a Henry Cavill. Yes, like usually it's a pretty guy or like a different, like like a hippie type, like yeah. somebody different, like a John Hamm esque. But but this is just like a frumpy man, and <laughs> and it was I was like, 
it just really like when he walked out because oh also I didn't clip this but he's singing in the shower the whole time during this conversation. That's how he knows. And it's the most exactly. annoying singing. You didn't clip it though. I didn't clip it. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, I only noticed when you were watching the movie this morning. That was really annoying. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, that was my big problem with it. I was like, why is she cheating with this frumpy ass dude? He is beautiful. Like it should be another beautiful says, person. Or but the, the storyline is that uh, she says, "Oh, he treats me like shit." Oh really? He's like, "Why do you even like him?" And then she said, "Like when she meets him." Oh at yeah, the bar she said later. you make love like a girl, right? Yeah, you, you're so tender. It's like banging a girl. <laughs> you're, and he says, "You're the first man I was with in ten years, and you bang tender like a girl." I don't get it. And then, she, and then she said, "He says, why do you even want to bang him?" And then she says, "Cause I don't know, maybe because he treats me like shit." Because that character's whole line, whole thing, yeah, is that he's too good. He's too good. He's too good. He's too good for the world. So too tender and too sweet. Which leads me to my probably my biggest laugh in the movie, is near the end he gives a speech, and I just want to play it here. Um, because is this his pre-speech, his, his, his pre-speech, uh, and the woman's this the girl he ends up with throughout the movie. I don't really understand it. Anyway, she's, like she's a punk karaoke girl. Yeah, she's a oh my god. <laughs> um, but she's like nervous to perform. She's like in the bathroom, whatever. He gives her the speech. She's a bad girl. And uh, I just want you all to listen to it because I think you will really like it. Here we go. Ever since I was a kid, I believed that there was some greater purpose for my life. You know, I, I thought it was my calling to help people. Such a crock. It's a crock. My third grade teacher said the world's a sewer and we're all living in hell. Love, tough class. Listen, I'm always going to believe the world's beautiful and people are basically decent. And if that's going to keep me from fitting in, then I'd rather go through this whole life like a complete and utter retard <laughs> rather than have to accept somebody else's miserable reality. Yikes. Yikes. Do you know what I mean? It just, it really caught me off guard. Because he's given like choice. a beautiful speech and like the music's picking up and he's like, a complete and total retard. <laughs> and I was like, oh, whoa, okay. I know it, goes, it comes in hot. We are in the year 2000 for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. Welcome. Didn't expect that. Where's Kevin Spacey when you need him? You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Um, so... So you yeah. love this movie? No. You know how this movie made me feel? It made no. me feel like this. Kill me! Kill me! Kill me! Kill me! I feel you, Dan. I feel you. I thought some of the music was good, though. You're a moron. Now shut up and sit still. You didn't think some of the music was good? No, I did think some of the music was good. Uh, we can kind of talk about some of it. Gwyneth here. Paltrow playing, doing Dead Betty Davis Eyes. So let's really let's let's play uh, Paul's karaoke, and we can kind of talk about each one as we go through. We all know this. Everybody at home. This knows is it. a classic. You're probably gonna sing along at home, honestly, because like we all love this song. It was the theme music to our podcast. Uh, here we go. This is Paul's first karaoke song. Sing along. Uh, Hello, it's me. <laughs> Hello, it's me. Maybe we can give a tribute throughout this karaoke. Too soon. You wait till the colors change. We'll try it again. Okay. Yeah, the drugs to kick in. Yeah. Hello, my name is Larry, and I'm Hello, very happy to me. make your acquaintance. Hey, this is not the bathroom. I thought about us for a long, long time. Don't do this to me. Don't make me remember this chili dog forever. Remember it. Make that a historic chili dog. Please, Lenny, don't be a schmuck. Illusions are dangerous, people. Yeah, Dad, you're so cool. 
tribute to our podcast a lot of the music is good in this movie um i don't think paul can sing no no like at all come on he can sing yes, a little he obviously b- can he can sing a he little obviously bit obviously can but i don't think he's that good in in the movie i'm not saying i'm not giving 10 out of 10 but he's, he's he holds his own i think i don't know um does he I, sing again i don't think he no. does oh, sing again because do. he duets baby duets. also not enough oh, duets in a movie called duets no there's like one there's two there's three three and young girls so he does he does uh this is Paul right now. Like he sings okay. He's good. Okay. He's good. I don't know. I don't I think, think he's, he's that good. good. Let us know. Email Jamadi at gmail.com if he's good or not. Like I'm not he not shouldn't make a career out of it. Okay. But he's good. I think he's good. That's that's Captain Holt. He's not actually singing. They, but this, they did this brings this yeah I know. So this brings me to my favorite part where um uh you know Otis by Jay Z and yeah. Kanye West. Yeah. You know? That and that 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 Paul does Sorry, what song? Otis. Oh, okay. What was it again? That and that and that 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 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I know you're talking about Okay. Yes. Anyway, it's it samples a breakdown from Try a Little Tenderness, right? And um Paul oh. So yeah. Paul does the breakdown in the song, and it is don't leave. Yeah, and he yeah, exactly. Um, and he does the breakdown, and it's absolutely not right and ridiculous. <laughs> oh, right, this part's great. I have this specifically clipped because it's so stupid, and I'm gonna post it on our Instagram too because it's just it's just so dumb. <laughs> um, here is Paul doing the breakdown. He's trying. Okay, he's, he's, trying. he's trying. He's on beta blockers. Are you ready? I can't blame him. Dude, that's the craziest thing I've ever fucking heard. Come back, cow. Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna I'm going I'm gonna clip that specific part now. Hold on, where is it? Try a little tenderness. Oh my god. Really good. Really, really good. Um And you have to know that his hair looks insane. 
He's been wearing the same shirt apparently for weeks, and he's on drugs and alcohol. There's a couple other he's things. Looking yeah. good. He's looking good. Before we rate Paul's performance, uh, there's a couple of things I want to list off to you that we can kind of discuss quickly. Uh, Maya Rudolph is in the movie, and his music, su- music and his supervisor. music supervisor. Yeah, she picked good music. She hooked this shit up. She's super hot in this movie. I didn't I realize how hot thing. she was I when she know. was young. Because I know Maya Rudolph from like SNL, which I guess I don't know how what the time difference is. Yeah, indeed. she got fat. No. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just joking. I don't no, know. she's still beautiful, but like like she is like she isn't like her mid twenties here. Like she has she's to be like twenty five or her something. Prime. She is so damn hot. Yeah, she's looking beautiful. Um anyway, Michael Buble is also in this movie. Before he was famous. Before he was famous, he's a karaoke person. Oh, okay, that's something. So we get to the fina- the fin- the finals. Finals. <laughs> okay, shut up. In the finals <laughs> in Omaha. And yeah. all the people who we followed are incredible as they've always been. Mm-hmm. But we get to this like clip run of like all the other contestants and they're all garbage. Which, first of all, undermines the whole idea of this competition. Wait, 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 wait. You just called Michael Bublé garbage. But he's doing, like, he's not doing, he's kind of doing, like, a bit thing, especially at he's the end. He's doing, like, a parody crooner kind of Like, thing. a parody crooner. There's people yeah. who are, like, it's, like, all done for laughs. Yeah. And I'm, like, this is the finales. How does this have any, like, how does it have any credibility if these people are there? And how are every, like, all the people we're following so good and these guys so trash? It just really made me upset. <laughs> and also, they do a clip of this fat guy singing. Yeah, which I I recognize his voice and I recognize him. I which don't I don't understand because, like, first of all, he's in the background of one shot, and I was like, oh, that's an interest. That's a very like he looked very prominent, like featured. Oh, nice. And I was yeah, like, nice. And I no. <laughs> yeah, size shaming. That's sick. <laughs> no, that's sweet of you. No, like, uh, like I couldn't see him past. <laughs> any he's covering up the whole screen. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. He's just, he's really big in the show. He's huge. He's giant. I couldn't get past it. <laughs> um, I don't know what he does. No, but I was like, who is this guy? Like, why did they show him? And then he has a whole song number he does. And I was like, did they cut his whole storyline from the movie and just include him at the end? I think Copacabana. Copa. Copacabana. Um, anyway, didn't know who he was. And also Brent Butt is in this movie. Paul Giamatti throws. <laughs> but the concierge. The concierge from Corner Gas. <laughs> Paul Giamatti almost shoots him. Almost shoots him. <laughs> Crazy. That was a fun scene where he, he, just sh- he shoots the coffee table. He shoots, he the, shoots the couch. Shoots, dude, he shoots the, like, the fax machine behind them and it lights on fire. It's like a blinking, you'll miss it thing, but it like it goes boosh, like in oh, flames. That's so funny. Ridiculous. Also, the whole time, Brent Butt, like in that, I know what one we were talking about. Yeah. Because he shoots it fr- behind Brent Butt, but Brent Butt is moving to the to the left. Okay. And he doesn't follow him. <laughs> like Paul <laughs> leaves his, his gun aimed at the fax machine. Oh my god. So respect, you know. Paul doesn't really want to hurt anybody. <laughs> This is Sabrina. Why? Because you wouldn't understand. Are you gay, Todd? That's <laughs> 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 Are you gay? Doesn't know how to respond. Wife looks at Reggie. What's happening to him? Oh my god, that's really funny. Oh wow. Also, that should have been a red flag for that woman. 
Because also, also one of my favorite lines that he yeah. says at the end where they're sitting on the stage and he's like, "My dead friend, my friend died here." And then, yeah. and then she looks. At, what is? Wait, what does he say? He was. <laughs> oh, he says. He says. <laughs> we can't. We can't go back to what we had before. I've changed now. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> yeah, he fucking killed the guy. There and back again, man. You know. Uh, he killed a guy. Yeah, true. Paul, Paul, did. Paul, did you kill a guy? They should have arrested him. They should know. No. Oh my that guy. God, my God. Okay, let's get out of Paul. Paul at the movies. We let's need... get out of Paul. Let's get him done with back this. in him. Um. Anyway, that is there anything else? Oh, we need to rate Paul. I'm gonna quickly go through this. I think Paul deserves a five out of ten on this one. Five out of ten. Didn't like it. Um, Jake scale one, Logan scale nine and, and nine and three quarters. I'm going to match you. Yeah. Are you really? I agree a hundred percent. I liked how we had an earring. You like that? I thought that was horrible. I mean, it was a gross like, choice. It was horrible, it was, but I, it was funny. I kind of liked the funniness of it. I like crazy. Crazy Paul looks really crazy. Doesn't he? I really, I think like crazy Paul's going to be really good in a movie coming up. I'm it looks sure. like homeless. Don't you think crazy. like like there will be a movie that perfectly executes on Crazy Paul? This movie was not it. For he me. really has great crazy eyes. They're so good. He can go really. He wild. can go bananas. Whoa. Um. Basically, oh, and if we want a little bit of information on this movie, if we didn't talk about it enough, uh, it was not a box office success. Would you believe that? It lost over ten million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, do you want to say what Robert, our our good friend Robert Eves gave he it? He gave the film a thumbs down and wrote. Duets has little islands of humor and even perfection, floating in a sea of missed marks and murky intentions. Because honestly, I think if you like this because film, everybody's oh. intention is the love of karaoke. It's really ridiculous. Yeah, I uh, think if you like this movie, you're a moron. Now shut up and sit still. I think you're a moron. So shut up and sit still. Not many people did. Twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Not a many person liked this movie. It should have less. I. I, I but but Gwyneth Paltrow and her father Bruce Paltrow worked together on this. That's kind of nice. The idea. one and only thing that they worked on because then he died two years later. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> you know what she would say uh, after after they finished uh, after they finished shooting? Uh, duets killed my father. <laughs> <laughs> no, she would say this. Yeah, Dad, you're so cool. <laughs> and now she says, Yeah, Dad, you're so dead. You're so dead. <laughs> Oh, okay, let's let's fucking finish this bad boy up. Think they played it at his funeral? Or <laughs> <laughs> singing Betty Davis live in his dude. Movie. I am sure, but th- he died so soon after. You would assume like a couple actors went there and probably like maybe some. Spoke. Paul went. Paul went to the funeral. Yeah. Do you know what he performed? I'd like to give an homage to uh, a director friend of mine. Uh, he recently passed. And this is how I'd like. I to don't honor know what him. that impersonation is. That's Paul in this movie. No, no, or just in general. Just that's Paul. Paul that's Paul. That sounds terrifying. Like give, that I'd sounds like pre Smeagol. That sounds like that sounds. <laughs> it sounds like the Joker. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Jared Leto's Joker. What, how, what does Jared Leto's Joker say? I'm gonna hurt you really, really, really bad. bad. What? Oh God! Fuck. Oh, my God. Okay, let's finish this movie up. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Oh, here's your cross. Echo throughout these holes. That's uh, Michael Caine. <laughs> you want another impression? Yeah, what's another impression? Uh, what? <laughs>
What's that? Sam, if Paul's in another bad movie, if this next movie, what, what movie are we watching next week? Winchell. If Paul in this movie is bad, do you know what he's doing in this movie? Nope. I don't know who he's playing. Uh-oh, we're going in blind. <laughs> oh, yikes. But if he's another bad character in this movie, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Are you going to quit? Are you fucking quitter, Dan? Sam. Wait, 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 wait. I've been Are disenchanted. You quit? No, Sam. Are you disenfranchised? The world, the world seems dark right now. Paul Giamatti has been in... Paul's our light, Dan. Paul Giamatti was in Big Mama's house. Then he was in this shitty movie. And it but feels like the darkness... Lead. It feels like the darkness is closing in. And I don't know if I can do it anymore. Dan, sometimes you got to get paid as an actor. You know? You got to take... Pro you, get, you get some for art and some for money. I don't know if I can do it anymore. And I think this is Sam, for money. Sam, I think I have to give up. I feel broken. I feel broke. No, wait, wait, what's that? Sam. What is it? What do you see, Dan? What's karaoke? Dan, karaoke is what brings us all together. I think I love karaoke. Fathers and daughters can come together. Convicts and lunatics can come together. I just have to sing this song and all my problems will go away? Yes, and take this beta blocker. Sorry, not a song I wrote? But a song that somebody else wrote and I will perform on stage for and hundreds of fans in a country bar next to a hotel? Listen, folks, we removed the vocals from this song for you so you can find your light, so you can find what you need in this world. Can I sing you a song? Yeah. My name is Private Ryan. I'm a soldier in the war. This is Private Ryan. My friend's ear was blown out by a grenade. I'm Matt Damon and my brothers are dead. Tom Hanks, save me from this sticky bomb. Sticky bomb. I'm Tom Hanks, save you from this Theme song from the same Tell me I've led a good life. What? What? Tell me I'm a good man. Am I a good man? No. I killed a bunch of humans. I'm an old man falling on a gravestone. I'm crying. My family's on their cell phones. They don't understand the war and the stuff I've been through. I want love. I want life. I want to forget uh, the horrors of the past. Are you John Paul John right now? <laughs> All I did was steal some bread. What the fuck is wrong with Two, that? Two four six one eight nine four. Wow. Yo, my name is Ryan, and I'm saving my privates for a special little bitty who'll sit on my diamonds. <laughs> Dan doesn't understand war. He thinks you get diamonds. End this. End this. I don't want this. Nobody wants this. Uh, Dan, Maya Rudolph is so hot. I like Maya Rudolph. She's a hottie. Ooh, she got a body. She's got a body that won't quit. Did you see how, like, 
Also, every single audience in this movie was all white. Did you oh, really? White. I didn't see it. No, all It's white. because... There's all country bars. Karaoke's dumb and people shouldn't like karaoke. Only I'll fucking say like it right it. now. Nobody should like karaoke. It's ridiculous and dumb and I don't think it's cool. Nobody thinks karaoke is cool. I'm going to take a stand. Anybody that thinks karaoke is cool should stop listening to this podcast. The only time karaoke is cool is in High School Musical. I actually don't know how to stop all these tracks now. Just hit M. M. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I couldn't. I can't stop it. Hit P. Oh no, Sam. P for pause. Hold on, hold on, hold on. S for stop. Oh. Wow, I can breathe. So next week we're watching. Uh, okay, so next week we're watching Winchell. Is he leading in it? He. Is he play Winchell? So Stanley Tucci is the lead in Winchell. Thank God, I love Stanley. And Paul Tucci. Giamatti now is in this movie. Here's the trailer for Winchell, and then we're going to go home. Go home and let you have a good week. After I do those clip things like that, I feel like I feel like I hurt. It there was a lot of layers going on. That was Happy Day. All the songs from That was Happy Day was in there? Happy I Day. Didn't hear Happy Day even a Saving bit. Private Ryan theme and all the songs from duets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the trailer for Winchell. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. American, all the ships at sea. Let's go to press. Walter, you've hey, become the most slower. popular newspaper columnist in the country. Mr. Winchell, good to see you. It's good to be seen. Your broadcast oh, will be I know a this. news report for the gorgeous and the glamorous. Isn't that what gossip's all about? What Just is the TV movie? Yeah, they saw it on the historical I love the jazz. Yeah, welcome to the 1920s. We got the war and... Do you want to see them all the layers are still going? Face of fear. Coming. Not just one layer. You okay. Stay away from politics. You stick that gossip. Oh. The story never happened. Shakespeare would spit on Sounds kind of intense. Would check his hand. Those are the first trailers we haven't had. Column showed you into office. In my column you know? can show you. HBO doesn't roll like that. There you go. I'll give you a regards the next time I see him. Perhaps that second page slot is going to his head. Hitler's a thug. I'm gonna write a column about him. I think you're a slut. You're a slut for the news, Winston. Winchell. You're a slut, Harry. (laughs) I'm a what? You're a slut. A what? You're a slut, Harry. Now suck my big Rubius hybrid dick. Rubius? You have so many big words. That's his first name. Hagrid's first name is Rubius? Yeah. What do you think Rubius meant? (laughs) I don't know. I thought it was like... Very good. It's better than good. Toad-like. Stanley Tucci is... Now I'm imagining Hagrid's leaner. Yuck. Yuck. Um, so that is Winchell. Uh, get excited. It's, it's kind of hard to find. Um, so good, good luck if you want to watch it. Um, we'll send you our copy. We'll send you our link on Google Drive. Just kidding. We can't. That's illegal. Right. But email us. But we will send But email us if you want. We'll send it to you for sure. Um, if you want to email us for anything else, you can email us at emailjamadi at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, beyond that, you can find us on Facebook as Jamadi Podcast, Twitter Jamadi Podcast, and Instagram is our most favorite form of communication at Jamadi mm-hmm. Pod- Podcast. 
Um, next follow the us there next to the podcast, of course. Um, but we have all sorts of fun content on there from photos, behind the scenes, photos from the movies, clips of Paul. If you want to see video clips, some of the clips that we pull for the podcast, they're on there. Um, but beyond that, I honestly feel kind of shaken from, I feel kind of sick from all those clips. Yeah, you really had a lot to say. Uh, yeah, didn't I, you? I did. I, I had a lot of coffee. I felt very strongly <laughs> about this movie. And it really all it came really hot, Dan. It I got scared. It all like tied on. on in I got a bow. Scared. I got scared. I, I think feelings. everybody else at home got scared too. They're scared. Whew. Thanks for scaring our entire audience. You're. I'm very sorry. They're scared. I'm so sorry. Um. Anyway, I hope you have a good week, and um, uh, we'll see Me you next too. week. I hope you had a good week too. Dan's not the only one that can. Oh yeah, Sam. Sam also wishes. Okay. Well, with that. Um, well, I just wanted them to know, Dan, that I can say it too. Well, I, I never doubted that you oh, could. Oh, oh. All right, guys. Talk to you guys later. See ya on Winchell. Okay. Come back. Blessed be the Jamadi. Praise be.